Hi, this is Christina West with Christina West Art. Today's podcast is about art and healing. The topic is Saving Santa. The Creative Imagination. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. This is the time of year that we like to tuck into our kitchens, make men's pies, think about presents, perhaps buy a tree, having the Hanukkah candles lit. If you've listened to my podcast, you know that I was raised on myths, legends, and fairy tales. And listening and growing up to these stories of elves and fairies and witches and trolls and Baba Yaga and earth spirits and light spirits and fairy spirits and sun spirits ignited my creative imagination. I could probably say with a lot of weight that it's the reason that I have been an artist and that my creative imagination is still with me in middle age and later in life, that my creative imagination has been the thing the rock, the bedrock on which my foundation has been laid and has got me through some really tough times in my life. And that's what I want to talk today in relationship to art and healing, the creative imagination and what's at stake really with this great gift that's hidden within each of us that can be used or disused through our choice. So I love listening to people. I listen to people wherever I go. And many of you know that I swim a lot. There's a club around the corner that I go to. And I'm a friendly sort of gal. There was a woman who was in the hot tub and she was reading a book. And I said, you know, uh, what what's the title of your book and do you like the book? And she said, oh, well, I have three teenagers and it's a book on parenting. And I, you know, I just said um, off the cuff, do any of your children still believe in Santa Claus? I don't know what made me say it. And uh, she got out of the hot tub. She turned around. She looked at me. Her feet were together. She bent over straight at her hips. She pointed her finger, wagging it at me, and said, Oh, well, we tell them the truth. We told them early on, Santa Claus isn't real. Otherwise, it would have been a lie. She was so like the scary teacher in Harry Potter, Dolores Umbridge that what she said was like almost a blow to my to my psyche to my heart and she said a few more things and then she turned around she gave me a fake smile and said merry christmas and there <laughs> there I sat sort of gobsmacked. And immediately I thought, okay, let's see. She just took a hatchet to Santa Claus. (laughs) She destroyed her children's creative imagination with one blow, has no sense that perhaps Santa could be an experience of the goodness within humanity. 
She did make a comment about uh, Jesus being uh, her personal savior. And, you know, that led me to consider, well, couldn't Santa be an aspect of the Holy Spirit? I mean, he's got the white beard. He's jolly. He gives presents. He gives you coal if you're bad. I mean, but it's obvious, of course. Santa isn't real. That would be a lie. So saith Dolores Umbridge. Oh, so that was really sad for me. And it was actually a real shocker, especially in Santa Barbara, where, you know, most people are um, uh, not that, I would say. And, um, it was good for me because there takes all of us to be in the soup of humanity. But what happened internally for me when she said that was just a really fast display of inner pictures of the wonder and awe and joy and eagerness of looking forward to Christmas mornings. Uh, we did not have a lot of money, but my mother had a deep connection to the elemental world, to fairies and elves and garden spirits or sprites. And, you know, we were believers. And um, I'll never forget a Christmas morning. It was so cold. We, we lived in the country. And she had got up early. She had lit the fire. And it was totally dark in the house. And my sister and I were tucked in our beds, and suddenly we heard this beautiful music. And she had bought those little wind-up music boxes and started playing it in the dead of night with the tree lights on, pitch black. My sister and I, in our thin little bathrobes, you know, crept out to that Christmas tree. And even with not having a lot of money, money wasn't the object. It was the spirit of Christmas. It was this great imagination of joy and peace and goodness and this jolly man coming down the chimney and leaving presents. And I do remember when somebody um, told me that Santa wasn't real. I can still remember that. We were walking home from school, and I really don't know what grade I was in. Second, third, could it have been earlier? I, I don't know. But we lived on the beach, and we were walking home. You know, it was always, there was sand on the sidewalks, and you know how kids do, they talk really fast and yell in front of people and talking to each other. And, and somebody said that. Somebody said, well, you, you know, Santa's not real. Santa is not real. Santa's not real. <laughs> Santa's not real. What do you think? Santa's real? Santa is not real. And I can remember 
freezing inside, getting really still, and like disappearing to a point of consciousness, and walking as if, you know, every, <laughs> everything's fine, and my world hadn't just collapsed. And, you know, I would have to say, that was the lie. That was the lie. That Santa isn't real. Especially now at my age, after, you know, listening to string theory and new physics and atoms dancing in and out of space and, you know, scientists can't know, can't expect something from a uh, a test, a controlled test, because if they expect it, it'll happen. We control our reality or we somehow create our reality. But of course, you know, that's woo-woo. So there is a book on my shelf that says Santa was a shaman, and it's written by a guy who escaped from a Nazi prison camp, of all things. He escaped and uh, entered into the movie industry, a good place for him after Auschwitz, I think. And that is a fabulous book on my shelf. And of course, you know, I studied shamanism. And these are the old pagan traditions that we all come from. It isn't this or that or the other. This was the very beginning, you know, before uh, Christianity. These traditions were what we all believed about tree spirits and druids and magicians and a wizard caught in a tree. So another way of saying Santa isn't real is saying I, I really don't know how to say it. It's saying wonder. Awe and wonder of the world isn't real. The joy, the quiet joy that bubbles within each of us at an unexpected idea or ideal, for instance, Santa Claus, you know, who can traverse the globe in one night with these beautiful horned creatures, you know, giving gifts. What an imagination. What a story. What a spiritual picture of goodness for children who for many suffer much during the year. Well, we told them the truth. Otherwise, it would be a lie. Santa isn't real. Merry Christmas. I couldn't believe what just happened. Hence the podcast. So I actually looked up uh, Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter movie. You know, the one who looked so good in that little pink tight sweater, skirt, and um, her little ensemble. So Dolores is another name for uh, the Mary, the suffering Mary which is the sorrowful one. So Dolores means sorrow, pain, dolor. Umbridge is, means offense 
or annoyance. It comes from the Latin umbra, shade or shadow. So Dolores Umbridge, who takes umbrage at everything, you know, she is the one who is the etiquette queen, punishes people for not doing it her way. So this little meeting, you could say that was a stage set. And I had my little walk on with my few lines, which were, do any of your kids still believe in Santa? (laughs) Exit stage left. So I did a a Dolls for Peace project, which was a year-long gratitude project for Oakland Children's Hospital. It was called Kids in Need of a Cuddle. And we made, um, it was 100 dolls for the children at Oakland's Hospital. And it was a community arts project. It was free, and it lasted about a year. And it took us about that long to make 100 dolls for Children's Hospital Oakland. And one of the things that there were many things that occurred and stories I heard so remarkable during that community arts project. But one of them was the gal who first talked about her her work that she did with Children's Hospital, which ignited my um, heart and got me to do this in conjunction with Children's Hospital Oakland, was she would go in, and she was an artist in residence there. And what they found was that she would go in, say, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And what the doctors and nurses would find is that the kids on Wednesday and Friday would have far lower anxiety far lower incidences of crying or overwhelm or fear or terror, far more adaptability to whatever the procedure was. And they couldn't figure this out, the doctors and the nurses. And finally, the penny dropped for somebody. And they said, well, you know, that gal comes in, you know, she, she, um, what does she do? She, she does art with the children. And the doctors and nurses said, when does she come in? What days are those? Oh, she comes in Tuesdays and Thursdays. So being good doctors and nurses, they looked at the charts. And sure enough, the incidence of fear, overwhelm, anxiety, tears, terror, frustration, etc., all dropped on Wednesdays and Fridays. They scratch their heads. Ah, It's just an anomaly. Of course, this is what happens with any new idea or new ideal or a creative imagination. Uh, Let's pretend this is actually happening, that the kids are actually doing better when this artist comes in and draws with them so that when they have their procedure, it's easier for them. Let's pretend that's working. So 
These artists, which were the point persons all across the globe, took all the flack because, of course, it wasn't science. Therefore, it wasn't real. But look at the statistics. The statistics don't lie. The kids are happier. Okay, so now we know mind-body connection. Like, we all accept that. But, but this is in my time, my lifetime, that it wasn't real, that it was not the truth, and had to be proven over and over and over again by kids who were not suffering as much because an artist came in and did some art with them. So I've talked about this community arts project before. We had a massive room at JFK and the huge art room. And we hauled in sewing machines and thread and needles and buttons and beads and lace and stuffing. And we had a lot of free publicity because it was a free community arts project. We had a lovely young man who came in who was a sculptor who actually worked across the street at the foundry. And um, he was um, doing a fighter doll. One of the children at Children's Hospital was paralyzed. And he would do art by, they had colored water, and they'd have a straw, and he would suck up the colored water halfway up the straw, and then they would put paper, and he would blow the color on the paper, and he'd create art. And so this young man decided he was going to make a fighter doll for this a very young child. And it's I'm not sure that's up on the website. I'll get it up for you if it isn't. And it was just like a six-inch doll with, you know, boxer shorts and big gloves, and he had a patch on his eye. And he told the story to us as we're <laughs> mostly women uh, and some men, you know, stitching these dolls for the kids. And he, he was one of the young men who actually was in children's hospital when he was young for this or that or the other. And he said it was so scary at night, especially when they turned the lights off in a creepy hospital <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I, I imagined into that. And he said one of the nurses gave him a doll that he slept with. And this doll, tucked in bed with him, changed his experience, gave him courage. He felt he wasn't alone. It wasn't a scary at night. I mean, it was a really big deal for this young man. Now, do you think he went around telling his friends <laughs> drinking beer on a Friday night about having a doll at Children's Hospital Oakland when he was a kid in for, you know, strep throat or whatever? So this is the tender, tender, tender chamber in the heart of every one of us that believes in love, that believes in the possibility of wonder, that believes in the possibility of miracles.
that believes in let's pretend. So I'm going to end this podcast giving you, I hope, a lot of food for thought about what the Velveteen Rabbit questions the horse. He says, what is real? What is real? asked the Velveteen Rabbit of the skin horse. Real isn't how you're made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you when a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you. Then you become real. One of the books I'm currently reading is Waking, Dreaming, Being by Evan Thompson. Self and Consciousness in Neuroscience, Meditation, and Philosophy. And he has this lovely little picture. When I was four years old, my parents took me to Disneyland. Underwater in Captain Nemo's submarine, I looked out through the portals. Monsters of the deep were everywhere. A shark lunged at the window. I was terrified. My mother tried to reassure me, saying, It's all right, Evan. It isn't real. Then a giant squid attacked us. My father said it also wasn't real. At this point, my parents tell me, I looked up and asked, Are we real? There is no use trying, said Alice. One can't believe impossible things. I dare say you haven't had much practice, said the queen. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why, sometimes I have believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. Lewis Carroll. So whether you believe in Hanukkah or Christmas or Scrooge or the Grinch, here's to believing six impossible things before breakfast. This is Christina West signing off, wishing you health, happiness, and an abundance of creative imagination. What am I doing for Holy Nights during the Christmas holidays? I'm offering my annual Olaf Ostesen, the dream song. It's a beautiful poem rendered over the 12 Holy Nights, and every year I offer it, it's an art and dream retreat. It's the hero's journey, and we live into that over the Holy Nights. So you're welcome to join. And you can also check out my YouTube channel, Christina West Art, my free podcasts, and my Facebook group. Thanks so much. And let's all have some holly jolly creative imagination holidays.